0: Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Fellas. I am Cameron. This is Tyler. And we are still missing one of our great pals, Lucas. No! I know. It's no! just so sad. Yeah, he would have been here, but he had his right leg bitten off by a shark. <laughs> Dude, you wouldn't believe it. it, it was. He was fighting it off, and then all of a sudden it just sprayed right off. His wife, Maddie, was swimming in... Um, Lake Superior, and out of nowhere, a great white shark came up, and he stuck his leg in his Man. mouth to save her. Man, what what a hero! What a hero! What a hero! But don't worry, he will be back on Tuesday, so it's all good. Yeah,
1: he's taking <laughs> taking my place because I won't be here because it is Mama Pla's birthday.
0: Hmm.
1: So I figure this is that that it, it's it is. Sad to miss, but it is with good reason to miss next
0: We, we are checking her birth certificate as we speak <laughs> to verify that it is actually her birthday. Yeah, so do yeah, not worry. Actually, yeah, we yeah. will we will get to the bottom of this. Yeah, file It's in the file cabinet <laughs> over in the other room. Yeah. Okay, cool. All righty. Cool. Well, just like we promised, we will go through some headlines. Um, after that, we will go through the Arizona Cardinals and finish with our final team. The LA Rams. Ooh. So, Mr. Plapp, will you fly through some of these headlines <laughs> for us? We'll, we'll
1: fly through, because last episode I was a lot there was a lot. Uh-huh. This episode there is a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> so we'll just go right through it. Um This really isn't much of a headline, more so than it is just a funny headline that I saw. Uh-huh. Um According to uh, Joseph Person, a writer for The Athletic, uh, Terrence Marshall Jr. is a candidate for the slot wide receiver role in Carolina.
0: Hmm.
1: And initially you go, oh, wow, they might actually have a role for Terrence Marshall. People, (laughs) Terrence Marshall was the slot receiver at LSU. He's literally walking into the exact same thing he did last year. And who left? Who left Carolina? My boy, Curtis Samuel. A slot receiver. A slot receiver. So,
0: we put two and two together, and we got four.
1: Yeah, and, and just so, um, you know, we don't leave a stone unturned on this, Terrence Marshall Jr. accounted for 39% of the team's receiving yards and 38% of the team's receiving touchdowns. In the slot! He was molded for the slot role. This shouldn't be a surprise. It shouldn't. It it's, it's, it's hard to know what kind of production he'll have this year as a rookie, but just know he's walking into a comfortable role that he already for knows sure. how to play. So, with that, we move over to Cleveland, where just the other day, Cleveland and running back Nick Chubb agreed on a 3-year extension. So Chubb will now play four more seasons in total including that. so that fourth year is this year, mm-hmm. then three more with Cleveland. And uh relatively team friendly deal exactly what I would expect and it's kind of interesting because at the end of all of these years Nick Chubb will be 28, 29, 29 with a chance for one more one more deal. One more deal. So that's enough of that. Nothing's gonna change with the Browns and Chubb. Nope. They paid him because look what he did last year in that new offense with Stefanski. And they're just gonna run the same offense. Bingo. Um uh shout out to the fantasy footballers for this. Uh we have our mediocre signing of the week. <laughs> the Saints signed Devontae Freeman. <laughs> Woo! Wait, congrats. Congrats, New Orleans. You got a real steal there. Um, but that's not, really, that's not the biggest headline that came out of New Orleans. Um, the biggest headline that came out, or the biggest news, I guess, that came out mm-hmm. from New Orleans is that Taysom Hill started off the first couple of days of practice with the first team. Mm-hmm. Then it switched over to Jameis,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which means one thing. Not even
0: Sean Payton knows who he wants to start at quarterback for the Saints. It is just like the Saquon news in our last episode. We know as much this week as we did last week. So just continue watching that. Um, because again,
1: whoever starts has great impact on the other fantasy players on the Saints For sure. Uh, we go to Dallas where head coach Mike McCarthy, good old Mike McCarthy. um, said that they will look to use Tony Pollard. Or is it Pollard or Pollard? Whatever you want. Pollard. Don't ask me about That's just easier to say. <laughs> Tony Pollard. They will look to use Tony Pollard more. And the reasoning? Because Zeke doesn't need to run the ball 25, 30 times a game.
0: Hmm.
1: What? I would understand if you have just a mediocre running back. You have a a top top, five. Yeah, a top five running back in your backfield. There's a reason why you give him 25, 30 carries a game. Because he's a top five running back. Don't give me this crap that Tony Pollard is going to be more involved in the offense because they want to stop it. Stop it. That's just frustrating. I swear Dallas just added themselves to this ever, like, never ending list of just teams that we are just will never not be frustrated Mm -hmm. at because they keep going back and forth on running back news.
0: Can can we mention one thing, though? Ezekiel Elliott touched the ball 25 times once last year.
1: Who the heck? (laughs) Who is telling McCarthy that he's getting that many touches?
0: (laughs) What? There's a reason Rodgers didn't like him. It all makes sense now. It all makes sense. We're connecting the dots, Aaron.
1: On behalf of all fans, or of all football fans, we're sorry you had to go through Mike McCarthy. I mean, you won a, a Super Bowl, right? But mm. I understand why you were so frustrated with him now.
0: But we're not that sorry to feel bad for you. So exactly, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, noob. Um. <laughs> Uh, so we'll we'll tra- we'll
1: uh we'll uh we'll take a flight over to Denver, to the uh, Mile High City, and uh, where there is noise that Locke is getting the first team reps still in training camp, but it is uh, Teddy Bridgewater who seems to be coming out as the winner quote unquote winner of the day between the two, even though Teddy doesn't nearly get as many first team snaps with the first team it's yeah. lo- that Locke is getting. It looks like Teddy is just being the more efficient quarterback. Which, that, that's what Teddy is. That's who he is and that's what Denver needs. Yeah, exactly. They, uh, <sighs> they're a QB away. <laughs> they're, I mean, go get Deshaun Watson. Do it. What is holding you back? Give up three yeah. first rounders. You guys will be contenders. You guys may be able to knock off the Chiefs. If you get Deshaun Watson, go oh. do it. Talk about I hot sa- take. I said might. I said might. Woo! I, said might. Woo! I, <laughs> I said might. I'm not guaranteeing we anything. We haven't even got
0: to the segment yet. It's,
1: we're coming in hot. <laughs> All right. Um, the other news out of Denver is that offensive coordinator Pat Shermer uh, says that he's seen the best version of Drew Locke in training camp. And this seems to just conflict with everything that we've heard out of Denver and seen out of Drew Locke for the past two years. Yeah. Um, so just let's just avoid Denver quarterbacks altogether. Yeah. That it's as it's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Um let's, let's you know what? I mentioned Deshaun Watson, and there's a Deshaun Watson headline. Would you look at that? Wow! How about that? Convenience. Um, the news surrounding Deshaun Watson was that he didn't show up for padded practice on Tuesday.
0: Lingering injury. That was amazing. <laughs> that was, that was spectacular. We did not practice <laughs> the air quotes in case you're listening. That's what that silence that was, was. Oh. If YouTube. you if you're listening on Spotify, you need to go to YouTube right now right just now. to watch that moment and go to the nine minute like nine minute thirty second mark around that. Oh, actually closer to eleven when we add in our
1: intro and stuff. Oh, right, right, right. Good yep. point. Good point. And just and just watch the sync the 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 in sync just air quotes. From it was beautiful. Me. I'm so proud of ourselves. Um. So yeah, Deshaun Watson didn't show up for padded practice today. Wonder if that has to do with not wanting to get hurt, potentially hurt with a trader request on the table. Yep. That's probably what it is. But um, we go to another quarterback, Matthew Stafford,
0: mm-hmm.
1: newly acquired quarterback for the Rams. Exit uh, exited practice with a thumb issue. Oh, no. Oh, no. And it was actually in the exact same fashion that Jared Goff broke, sprained something with his thumb last right. year. But early reports are saying there is nothing major. It is just a very swollen and bruised thumb. So
0: might have to talk about that later.
1: May have to take talk about that later. Ooh. Um, We're going to stay with the Rams because Sean McVay came out and said that he's been really encouraged by Xavier Jones, the undrafted rookie running back in training camp so far. And uh I guess this is really just for all you uh Daryl Henderson standers out there that think that he's a worthy contender as a running back two this year. Uh, maybe just pump the brakes a little bit if McVay has seen mm-hmm. something with Jones. That's all I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get to we'll get to Henderson later. yeah, but for sure. Um, I've got just a handful more. Of headline, a handful of headlines left. Uh, Amari Cooper himself says that he's close to 100%, which is a very good sign. Very good. Um, Let's go to their rival, the Giants. I know we mentioned the Giants in the last episode, Mm -hmm. but on Tuesday, Kenny Galladay walked off the field with the trainer at
0: practice. Oh no. Oh no. He did hurt his hamstring last year, so that is definitely something to watch. Just watch. Hamming and hurt Hammy and Hip. Can't can't get away from him. Nope.
1: Um Vikings cornerback Jeff Gladney uh was indicted on his felony for um domestic violence. And uh was immediately
0: cut by the Vikings. It's big because he was a first round pick, if That's you don't it. know the Vikings. That's um it. so could hurt their defense, which nah. might help people who are facing them, but That's really the only reason that's relevant, I would say. I really think that's why they went out and
1: signed, like, Breland or, I mean, they brought back Mackenzie Alexander Mm -hmm. because I feel like they had a feeling that they were going to like Gladney go, but it was just a matter of how much money they saved, wasted, whatever. For sure. Um, Yes, waste of a first-round pick. Never want to see that happen
0: with your first-round picks, but some people make some weird and really bad choices. Mm-hmm. And life. they pass up on players like Antonio Winfield. We're not it's mad. It's just it's okay. just what happened. Yeah, it's, it's
1: Antoine Winfield.
0: Oh my gosh. Antonio. Did I say that? It's an Antonio. See, that's how much I wanted him. I don't even know <laughs> <what I mean. laughs> you even went to the U of M. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I was upset on draft night when we passed his, on him. His dad was a Viking. That's my bad. It's funny. I'm Mine.
1: Sorry. It's, I'll, we'll let it slide now, uh, for our last couple of headlines, we go down to Jacksonville. Oh, Jacksonville. And both of these headlines kind of con- uh, involve uh, their uh, newly drafted first-round running back, Travis Etienne.
0: And last year's
1: undrafted running back, James Robinson. Yeah, I cannot uh. believe that still. But anyway, Etienne has been quoted as uncoverable at Jags at the Jaguars' camp. But I haven't seen anything if ETN is actually taking snaps with the first team or if it's with the second team. Because if it's with the second team, I would hope so. I would hope so. <laughs> um, That's really about it for ETN, just by himself. But reports are now also saying that with the first team in carries, the Jags have been splitting 50-50 with Robinson and ETN. So I don't know if you guys remember a couple weeks ago when I had my hot take about James Robinson still finishing as a top 20. Did I say top 20?
0: I don't know. Top 25
1: for sure. Top 25 for sure. My hot take was that Robinson was going to finish as a top 25, even with ETN. And guess what? It looks more and more of a possibility. (laughs) I was was about to say likely. Nothing says likely yet, but it seems more and more like a possibility that that hot take really isn't actually a hot take, but because I said it when
0: I said it, it still classifies as a hot take, so. All right. You know, let's just transfer. We're talking about old hot take. Let's give us a new one. Ooh. What's our new hot take, Ty? Our new hot
1: take. Oh, boy. So, uh, as Cam mentioned earlier, we're going to go through the Cardinals and the Rams. And uh, there are two wide receivers with the LA Rams that uh, have treated fantasy owners very well over the mm-hmm. past couple of years. Uh, in Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, And, um... Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you that Cooper Cup will finish above Robert Woods this year. Woo! And it's only happened once. It's only happened once. And that's because Cooper Cup had, like, double-digit touchdowns, and Robert Woods was, like, on and off injury that year. That's the only time it's happened. But regardless of that, they've averaged literally the same stats over the past, like, two, three seasons. Uh, Woods has averaged 89 catches. Cup has averaged 93. Woods has averaged 132 targets. Cup has averaged 129. Woods has averaged a, a hair under 1,100 yards. Cup is just behind him with, like, 30 yards less.
0: Huh.
1: Woods has averaged five touchdowns receiving. Cup has averaged... Six or seven, but that is heavily skewed because of that one year. Yep. And Woods actually has more touchdowns to his name because he does get involved with the rushing game. And we'll get into that later. Mm -hmm. But those rushing touchdowns, I don't think will be there this year because it's not Jared Goff anymore. That's true. And I think Cooper Cup steals a touchdown or two of those. Instead of rushing them, they're going to throw them. And I think Cup is going to be the one to receive those. So, they could put up very similar numbers. And there's a good chance that Woods finishes above Cup. Mm -hmm. But like I said, I think Cooper Cup will finish above Robert Woods
0: in this year's rankings. There you go. There you have it. There's our hot take of the episode. We're actually going to pause on the Rams. We're going to start with... The team that we think will finish in last place, the Arizona Cardinals. We think they'll finish in last place, but we do not think that it will, or we don't think that that means that they'll have a bad season. Right. Like They could finish 500 or just above 500 and still be in last place in this division. It's just because of all the other teams. Exactly. In so we're going to start with their, the man at the helm, Kyler Murray, for, uh, former first overall pick. Um, Kyler Murray last year had played all, he's played every game of his career so far. He had 3,971, uh, passing yards, 26 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. But the kicker, the reason that he was so good was that he had 819 rushing yards and 11 touchdowns. Now the other thing about Kyler Murray is that weeks one through eight, he was quarterback three. Putting up crazy numbers, and then he got hurt, and when he got hurt, he fell Man. all the way back to quarterback eight, which isn't horrible. So he went, but he did go from averaging twenty six points a game to twenty points a game.
1: See that, That's it.
0: So for me, that's a reason that I am optimistic about Kyler Murray, right. a full season being fully healthy. If, you're, if he puts up twenty six points a game the entire season, he's quarterback one. Yep. So let me ask you a question, Ty. Do you think it is more likely that Kyler Murray finish, is it, finishes inside the top three quarterbacks or outside the top three quarterbacks?
1: Oh, man. Um, I'm going to say out. Out. Ooh. There's no statistical reason for this <laughs> other than just it's just the field and other quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson. You can make it. You can make an argument for Rogers. He tries to sing it to the people one more time. Yeah. Um. Russ keeps it up for a year, like if, we talked. If Hello. Russ figures it out for a full season, yeah. There, there. That was four quarterbacks just yeah. right off. You know, yeah. right off, right off of our memory that could finish as a top as the number three. As a top three, I wasn't. I I won't say number three, but as a top three quarterback over Kyler, so. I say out, but I will not be surprised if he finishes in the top three.
0: Can I be so bold as to say I think Kyler Murray has a better chance finishing QB1 than finishing outside of the top three? Wow! Wow! Oh, wow! And the reason I say that is because he was averaging 26 yards or 26 points per game last year before he was injured, and his... Floor for rushing, it has been six hundred yards rushing over the last two seasons. Mm-hmm. That's great for a quarterback. Yeah. So even if his because he had eleven rushing touchdowns, those will probably come down, but the passing touchdowns are gonna go up. Yeah. So that is why I think that Kyler Murray has a legitimate chance to be quarterback one this season. And all the people that think that
1: James Conner <laughs> is just gonna come in and like just take away all of those rushing touchdowns, no. Kyler Murray is too good. Come on. They had Kenyon Drake last year and he finished mm-hmm. as running back 18 and he still had all those touchdowns. Yeah. Connor's not gonna steal
0: any of those. Exactly. So with that, let's transition to these running backs. Ooh. With James Connor and Raheem Mostert. Or not oh, Raheem Mostert. Chase, Chase Edmonds. Edmonds. So Chase Edmonds right now is going at running back 25. Okay. Right around that 6th round, the end of the 5th. James Conner is all the way down at running back 37. Going way towards the back of the 10th round. Who would you rather have between James Conner and Chase Edmonds? James Conner. And I'm going to tell you why.
1: Because I just don't like Chase Edmonds. (laughs) No, I'll give you a better reason than that. Um, Chase Edmonds is solely going to be the passing, pass catching back. Mm-hmm. He'll be third downs. Connor will get the early downs. And if it comes down to goal line, and let's say they don't run the ball with Kyler, it is 100% going to be James Connor, not Chase Edmonds. Yes. Even if there are reports that Chase Edmonds has slimmed down and gotten bulkier and mm-hmm. don't buy it. Yeah it's James Connor he's been the power he's been a power back with good hands mm-hmm. so even if Edmonds goes down Connor can still catch the pass out of the backfield yeah. so with with however that offense goes yeah I'm gonna feel a lot better taking I mean taking Connor later than mm-hmm. Edmonds because again there's still some pretty good guys you can get in the six instead of Edmonds yeah like, give me a uh, Curtis Samuel. I just had to say that. He's <laughs> my guy. That's it. That's it. So
0: For sure. Uh, the, the stat on Ed, or Connor, the reason a lot of people are out on him is because he's been injured his entire career. That is that is definitely something to monitor. However, James Connor has never averaged below four yards an attempt. He's had at least seven total touchdowns in each of the last three seasons. And he has had at least um, – He's averaging about three receptions a game, which would be about good enough for fifty-one receptions this season. Okay. So he is versatile in both ways. And the last thing that I will say is Kenyon Drake had more touches inside the ten than Josh Jacobs did last year. So you know that the Cardinals like to run inside the 10. Yep. Yep. Well and the last thing I'll add to James Conner,
1: the I, I have to I, I I have reason to believe that the reason why he got hurt so often was because they try to use James Conner for literally everything. Yeah. He doesn't have to do that anymore Mm -hmm. with Arizona. Right? I mean, yes, he's still gonna get the bigger hits and stuff. Yeah. But he's not gonna have to play every single down when he needs to take a rest. He has that rest now in Arizona. So I don't I think it was actually a great move for Arizona and for James Conner. That's why I'm
0: taking him later. That's why I want him more than Edmonds. And the last thing too is Chase Edmonds had Kenny and Drake in front of him. Drake, we all thought was kind of a bum last year, and Edmonds still only had one or only had two games with double-digit rushing attempts, and one game over twelve rushing attempts. So Man. they still didn't feed him the ball last year. They brought in James Conner. I'm with you. I'm taking James Conner. Um, so with that, let's move on to these wide receivers. We'll start with DeAndre Hopkins. Um this man is the definition of consistency at a as a top tier wide receiver. Since 2014 he's had one season under 130 um, targets. Since 2015 he's had no seasons under 150 targets. Gee. he has had a hundred he has had a hundred receptions four times, and then one of those times is 96 receptions, so he's almost at five. So five. five. Um, he's consistently six, seven touchdowns with an upside of 11. He's at 13 one year. He's at least 1,200 yards. This is a dude that is just going to put up points. He's going to... He hasn't averaged under 17 points per game since 2017. He's just so good. So... He's our wide receiver four and he has potential to be wide receiver one, I think. And I think his floor is wide receiver eight. Yeah, that's enough. That's I all that needs to be. That. <laughs> that's all. However, the other wide receiver there is Mr. AJ Green. Tyler. Mm-hmm. Tell us why we should take a late round flyer on Mr. AJ Green. Um Mr. AJ Green.
1: Yes, everyone likes to think back to his days in Cincinnati where he was pretty much like top dog. Mm-hmm. Like pretty much best wide receiver in the league. Yeah, he's past those days. One hundred percent. Thirty three. He yeah, he's thirty three. But it's not like he's he's a you know walking injury. It's not yes. like he's like incapable of doing anything. Hundred percent. Even last year, with as bad as an offense as Cincinnati was, he still had over a hundred targets for sure. Like he still got looked at. With Ryan Finley thrown on the ball. Right! Granted, he only have 47 catches. But majority of those were uncatchable. That's on the quarterback, and that's on more so on the offensive line than it is on the quarterback. Because everyone knows how abysmal that offensive line was for Cincinnati last year. For sure. So, yes, AJ Green is way past his prime, and he's way past all the, you know. High yardage and high, and high touchdown numbers. He's past all that. But A.J. Green is, in my opinion, definitely worth a flyer as a wide receiver five. Because, yeah. I mean, the majority of all your other wide receiver fives, you're probably just going to cut for another running back that you find on waivers or a different wide receiver you find on waivers. Give him a chance. You've never – I mean, get this. Do you know how many targets DeAndre Hopkins had last year?
0: Is that
1: 150-ish? 160. 160. And that was with Larry Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk as the other two wide receivers. I have reason to believe that with Larry out and A.J. Green in, that Green takes 20 targets? Yeah. Off of that? You could pretty much assume, okay, he'll get 60, 70, and then plus another 20. That's 80, 90 targets. That's a worthy wide receiver five, wide receiver four to stash on your team. 100%. And if he, I mean, who knows? He could come out week one, week two, blow everyone's socks away, sell them high. I guarantee you someone's going to go, oh, wait, I was wrong about A.J. Green. Maybe I should, uh, maybe I should... You should pick him up. There you go. He's he worth having in stashing on your team. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. I know a lot of people don't. I've already gotten a lot of slack from people saying <laughs> he's not going to. AJ Green. Because uh, we posted on this on our Instagram.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm trying to remember what which uh, which post it was. It wasn't bounce back. I don't bag. remember. It was one of our very first it ones. It might have been sleepers. Yes. It was sleepers. And I said A.J. Green. Not expecting him to touch the starting lineup by any means. No. But A.J. Green shouldn't be going undrafted.
0: It's wide receiver, two in the offense that ran the most plays in the NFL last season with a quarterback that we know is going to throw the ball. How can you not take a chance on him? Thank you. Thank you. All So, with that, there's no tight end on Arizona worth talking about. Um, We're not... Shout out Max Williams, former uh, Golden yeah. Gopher. That's it. Yep, you'll be a top 35 tight end, but we don't <laughs> care. Um, let's move on to these exciting L.A. Rams. Whoa, whoa. We got a new quarterback at the helm this year, mm-hmm. and they gave up a hefty price for him, hefty. two firsts, and Jared Goff Ooh. to acquire Mr. Matthew Stafford. Tyler. Is Matthew Stafford going to finish as a top 12 quarterback this season?
1: Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> what an answer. <laughs> what an answer. Um, here are the reasons why he can. Um, he's in a much uh, more solidified offense now mm-hmm. and with better weapons. Yes, Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay were a pretty good da- uh, tandem. Yep. But now you have Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. And and, Tyler Higby. And Tyler Higby. And they also signed Deshaun Jackson. Now it's a it's a question of how many games he'll play. (laughs) But he's there. But Deshaun Jackson can get downfield. Stafford can still bomb a field down or bomb a ball downfield. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Who knows what could happen. Yeah. I think with that, and, and, and Stafford, I think, suffered a bit from just, again, an unstructured and just Pretty poor offense in Detroit. Yes. So that's my reason for why he can, why he can't. I I I think he's gonna suffer from not having much of a run game. And everyone wants to think that Daryl Henderson is gonna come through for the Rams this year. He'll be uh, you know, running back two in fantasy. He'll be a a savior type running back while Akers is out for the year. What? Even in, in the carries that you saw Henderson have last year, when they were not trusting Akers one bit with the backfield, did you really see anything that said, wow, Daryl Henderson, wow, he is, he's a running back, too, in fantasy?
0: I I have as a running back, too, so I feel personally I attacked. <laughs> um, the reason being is the Rams, as a team, averaged 30 rushing attempts last season. mm mm-hmm. And in fantasy, we say volume is king. And so I think by default, unless they bring someone in. If they bring someone in, then obviously you've got to scratch the whole thing. Right. By default, though, I think he's going to have to get a ton of carries. Unless Xavier Jones or whatever his name is decides that he's the he's the next hot shot, which could happen, which could happen. Yeah, you know, I mean, Daryl Henderson sprains his foot or something like that. You know, that was kind of what happened in Jacksonville last year. Something just crazy happens, and he gets to start, and he can just run away with it. Mm-hmm. But I just I think that he is going to get enough volume to be a running back too. I don't think he'll be an efficient run. It'll be kind of like a like a Lady on Bell of last year running back too. You know, where it's just painful, where it's never like. He's gonna go out and put up eighteen fantasy points, but he'll right. get a solid eleven fantasy points a game. Yeah. And I
1: I we're gonna see a lot more free agent signings after week, week one of the preseason. Yes. Because teams will realize, oh crap. Yeah. We 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 thought we were okay, but we're not okay. We are not okay. So don't be surprised if the Rams go sign someone to share duties with Henderson. Yep. That That's where I'm putting my bet, is that Henderson will will split carries with someone this year.
0: For sure. All right, well, so we just kind of naturally transitioned through running back. I'm going to swing back to Stafford one last time just to say something. Um, we know that he had that broken bone in his back, so we know that there's an injury potential, but this dude is as tough as nails. Dude, he's and amazing. From 2011 to 2020, he missed eight games that 2019 season when he broke his back, and that is it. That's all he's missed. Um, the only thing for fantasy is he hasn't thrown, he's thrown 30 touchdowns once since 2011 and he's, um, so for him to be super fantasy relevant would be hard, um, to break in that top 12. He's going to need 30 plus touchdowns. He's going to need 4,000 plus yards. And he'll, he'll probably need one of those guys above or that are already in the top
1: 12 to yes. not finish in the top hundred
0: percent. And, but if anybody's going to help him do it, it'll be Sean McVay. So this is just the facts. We'll just continue to kind of move through the Rams. We've already really touched on Robert Woods and Cooper Cup and Tyler's hot take. So. Anything else we need to add? We know that you would rather have Cooper. So would you you're gonna would you take Cooper Cup over Robert Woods? I would. All right.
1: Um just because of all the other receivers that are going in that Robert Woods range. For sure. Um I've seen drafts where Alan Robinson, where Mari Cooper yeah. are kind of going in that Robert Woods fourth-round range, mm-hmm. and I'd much rather have those guys yes. and take Cup in the fifth.
0: Robert Woods is what I would consider maybe the safest floor. In yeah. He actually, I would consider him a floor player. Like yeah. He literally plays at his floor every single week and yep. averages 15 points a week, but he does it every single game. I mean, if we just take a look at his 2020 stats, he had... One, oh, actually, I guess he had a couple. He had a couple games below double digits, mm-hmm. but he was pretty much in that 10 to 20 range with only, like, two or three games going either way. Yeah. And so yeah. you know he's going to get you at least, I mean, bare minimum he'll get you nine, and then on the off weeks he'll get you 30. But that's kind of where he falls. Yeah, well, and, and
1: I kind of mentioned this already to you, mm-hmm. um, but, like, we say that... Um, Keenan Allen is one of the most consistent fantasy wide receivers. Yeah. Robert Woods is the most consistent NFL s- uh, stat yes. receivers. 100%. It doesn't really translate over for fantasy because it's, you know, eight catches one game and then it's three the next. Yeah. And then six and then eight and then two, yeah. four, three, or whatever. Right? Like, but in to- in, in totality, Robert Woods finishes among a, a, a lot of good receivers in terms of receptions and yards
0: yep. and all that. Yeah, I'll just read you off his last three years. Um, 2018, 86 catches, 130, tar- or 130 targets, 86 catches, 6 touchdowns, 1,200 yards. 2019, he missed a game. He was 139 targets, 90 receptions, 1,100 yards, and 3 total touchdowns. Last year... 129 targets, 90 receptions, 936 yards, and eight total touchdowns. I mean, he is he is consistent down the line. He averaged 16.6 fantasy points a game, 15.5 fantasy points a game, and 15.3 fantasy points a game. And the last two years, you know who's been exactly the same almost? Mr. Cooper Cup. 2019, he averaged he had four more receptions, five less targets, and um, 50 less yards, but he did have 10 touchdowns. So he that year he had more touchdowns than Robert Woods and then last year he had uh 124 or so he had again two more receptions five less targets and let me look real quick 40 more yards did you did you count in the uh the rushing touchdowns for Woods? I did I okay. did and he had five less total touchdowns so i mean literally the only the only difference between them has been touchdowns yep so it's just where the touchdowns fall is where they're going to be and so, I think that would be kind of the same this year.
1: Here's the other thing. Neither of these guys are, like, I'm not saying that Robert Woods is a bad pick. No. That, like, when I'm saying I'm taking Cup, it's just because, again, I can get an Al Robinson. I can get an Amari Cooper. Yes. I can get other wide receivers that I like better in the fourth and still get
0: relatively the same production with Cooper Cup yeah. in the fifth. They are both. What I would call floor players. They play up their floor most of the time, and every, time, every once in a while they'll um, spike up, but their floor is good. Their floor, their floor is, is 13, good. 14 points a game. I mean, like,
1: They're top 25 wide receivers together, 100%
0: with Jared Goff. They were top 25. Exactly. Wide receivers. And now you have Matthew Safford. Alrighty. And then we'll transition to our last player of our divisional breakdown altogether. Woo! The greatest. No, I'm not going to say <laughs> You tried. Mr. You tried. Tyler Higbee. Uh,
1: oh. Mr.
0: Higby has not had any season that has really stood out. Oh, really? I don't – maybe 2019, He, I guess 2019 he had 89 targets, 69 receptions, 734 yards, but he only had three touchdowns. Yeah. But to be fair, and this is the, kind of the same argument that we had for Gerald Everett, they were completely splitting time. Yep. You know, they would go back and forth, and it was like – One couple weeks, they'd go Gerald Everett's a favorite. Then all of a sudden, they'd be Higby's a favorite. Then Everett's a favorite. And they just kept going back and forth. Now this is Higby's tight end room. Um, He is by far their uh, best tight end. And we've seen him put it together a couple different streaks where he looks like he can be a top tight end. I mean, he had a performance last year against Philadelphia where he had five targets, five catches, 54 yards, and three touchdowns. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we know he can be good. Yep. Uh, what? Where do you project Tyler Higby to finish among tight ends this season? I think Tyler Higbee
1: uh, is at like early teens. Yes, but i I don't think he's. Um, I don't think he's gonna start on any fantasy teams this year. Maybe in mm-hmm. it, maybe as a streaming option, or like you need a like your normal starting tight end is on a buy, and you're like I just need someone, so you mm-hmm. pick up. Higby, I think, I think Higby will finish just outside of, like, the starting tight end. For sure. Um, But, at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if he does finish in that, like, starting tight end range. Because, again, with the question marks with the run game, you know that ball is going to be flying out of Stafford's hands. Yeah, So... He's go, he will get looks. It's yeah. just a matter of how
0: much, how many looks, and he'll the get. quality of those looks. Facts. So <laughs> I don't think there's much more I'm gonna I can say about Tyler Higby. He's a guy. I think I'm a little higher on him than you are. Um, Probably. Let's let's check. I got him at 13. You got him at 15, and t- um, Lucas also has him at 13. So there you go. That's I'm
1: the lowest. That's interesting.
0: Um. So that's kind of where we're at. Uh, that wraps up the Rams. That wraps up our divisional breakdown. It was oh, a marathon. Oh, wow. man. But we have done it. Man, this was fun. It was fun. It, it was, was fun. It was some deep dives. And you know what? There's no more fitting way to end it than with a mailbag. Mailbag. Woo! Yes, it's back. <laughs> we have a fan question straight from Mr. Elliott. Um, Elliot is in our Dynasty League, and he proposed a question to us because we were doing a startup, and we said that there is trading picks. So, mm. Tyler, what are the benefits or the strategy behind trading draft picks in a fantasy draft? Oh, so
1: there's really two ways to kind of look at this, mm-hmm. right? Uh, maybe I will take one, you take the other. Right. I'm going to take it from the perspective of when you're selling yes. picks. All right. Um, let's say... You're in a spot in the sixth round of your dynasty startup where your first five picks you're really, really happy with,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you have a lot of guys after round six that you 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 really like. Yeah. But there's no one in the six that you really want to take.
0: You can trade
1: out of those picks yes. and gain those later those eight, nine, ten tenth yes. round draft picks. To stock up on all those guys that you like. Now, the difficulty with trading back and selling your picks is that you you have to be very, very sure of what everyone else's strategy is and what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. If you're, again, if you're looking for a guy that you know you can get in the seventh, but you're not sure you can get him in the seventh. Yeah. Odds are that you're not going to get him in the seventh because yeah. someone will get him if you trade away your pick. Yes. So yes, yeah, selling picks is a great idea because you can add on picks to, you know, later later in the draft or like future picks. Yes. But it's a matter of how far back are you willing to trade. And if you can't trade too far back, because if you trade too far back, you're gonna miss out on the guys that you were actually kind of targeting when you're trading back. So yeah. it's a it's a uh you got it. You got to balance the scales for sure yes. when you're when you're trading back.
0: Yes. If you're trading out of like a first or second, you better be getting a haul. Like if you got the first pick and you're trading away a chance at Chris McCaffrey. Oh, don't 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 hype up Kevin like that, man. Come but, on. But, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like you need a yes. haul for that. Yep. Um. If I, let's say I'm trying to buy in. Let's say I I want. Let's say I want that 101. Nick. Yep. Say I'm sitting at. Oh, just. Throw something out there. Say I'm sitting at the 108. Um, and <laughs> no w- particular reason. No particular nope. reason. But if I want to trade up for that 101, I'm I'm for me personally, if I'm in a dynasty startup, I am going to try and sell them on future picks as much as I can. Yeah. Because you know that asking price is gonna be like a first and a third. And I just I don't know if I could convince myself to give that up. Yeah. Now like you were saying, if you if we're back farther in like the 6th or 7th or 5th. If you're in the 5th and let's say like Chris Godwin has fallen to the 5th. And you were like I need I Chris need Godwin, him. but I know that the 3 picks ahead of me, I am not going to get. Then you start going, "All right. I I need to get him because I know once one of these guys picks him, I'm not going to get a trade for him." Yep. So then you you were you could throw out a trade like I trade my 5th in my 7th Mm-hmm. for like a 6th and an eighth, You know, right. you're moving back a little bit or your 5th for their 5th and then you swap 7th and 8th. Like different different things like that. You don't want to be giving away so much that you're like losing out on other picks later. That's the right. thing is. Yes, it might be exciting to move up to get the guy that you really want. Mm-hmm. But like if let's let's go back to the McCaffrey. One. If I if I'm in the 108 and he has for the first and the third, I'm like, "Yes, I'll give it up." Well, yes, I get McCaffrey, but then I don't have a a third. And then I don't have a third. And I'm missing out on guys like C.E.H., Antonio Gibson, Joe Mixon, Keenan Allen, um, Travis Kelsey, Tra- just, yeah, Darren Wallace, George Kittles. I mean, just some great players. Pretty guys. So it, you gotta, you got to kind of weigh those odds if it's, if it's yep. worth it. Is it worth what I'm missing out on? That's how exactly. I look at it. Yep. And sometimes if you don't feel comfortable with making that trade, just go, you know what, I'm going to let somebody take him. And then once I get all my players – I will trade them then if you're more comfortable with players in front of you than draft picks. Yep. Well, and I mean,
1: I've never seen this happen. But, like, let's say, you know, you're sitting in the fourth and you took two guys in the second and you're like, man, I kind of really screwed up my strategy a bit. Like, let's say I took a running back first round, wide receiver second, running back third. Mm. But what I've actually, what I probably should have done is gone running back, running back, wide receiver. Yeah. You can consider, like, trading yeah. with draft picks in the fourth, but then also someone in the second or third and saying, like, hey,
0: mm-hmm. I
1: have this running back, and I realize that you also only have one running back. What are the odds that we do this and we swap our fourths?
0: There you go.
1: I've never seen that happen,
0: yeah. right?
1: But I think a lot of times people think, oh, once I draft my player, no, you can I definitely can't still trade them. them. Right. Don't don't feel don't, You
0: don't have to feel like you can't trade those guys even after you trade. However, do draft not them. draft someone thinking that someone else is going to want them to trade with them. So if you were the pick in front of someone, don't go, hey, they really want this player, I'm going to draft them. Because you know what that person might say? Screw you, I'm not trading for them. And then you're stuck with a player you don't really want. Right. So draft the players that you want. Do not draft to trade. Yep. Bingo. All right. With that, that wraps up our division breakdown. Sir, it's a pleasure. It has been a pleasure. Lucas, wherever Lucas, you are, yeah. it has been a pleasure to work pleasure. with you as well. Uh, we are not done with our podcast. Definitely. Our podcast will continue through the regular season. We have another mock draft coming up, which we are very excited for. Yes, sir. Which we'll break down. Uh, but with that, deuces. And we will see you next week.
1: Hey, thanks again for tuning into the Fantasy Football Fellows podcast today. Make sure to subscribe so you get notifications of all of our weekly podcasts now on Wednesdays and Fridays. Uh, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, make sure to subscribe, turn on those notifications. You can do the same for our social media, FF Fellas on Twitter, the FF Fellas on Instagram. Hey, we're on YouTube if you want to see us uh, video record these podcasts. Fantasy Football Fellas there. Uh, same thing on Facebook and TikTok, Fantasy Football Fellas. If you want even more insights, see any of our rankings, uh, head on over to fantasyfootballfellas.com. I got all sorts of rankings there. You can see our first mock draft that we did a few weeks ago.
0: Uh, All sorts
1: of different exciting content there we have for you as well. Three Stooges, just being dudes.
0: Deuces.